Hi, everyone. Welcome to Lifestyle of a Gay Black Boy. I am your host, Philly the Kid, and I'm here for another shot at this show for another week. Uh, I hope you're enjoying it. I hope you enjoy listening. If you do, feel free to rate me and leave comments and share it on whatever podcast platform you're listening on. The more that you do that, the more I'm able to continue to put out more content. Um, if you'd like to interact with the show, you can always find me at all the social medias at Lifestyle of a Gay Black Boy or hashtag LGBB. It'll bring you right to my page and feel free to comment on the photos, videos, send me a direct message because I know how to check those now. And then on top of that, you can send me submit content of your own or if you have questions, comments, concerns, or maybe you just want to read me for filth because you hate my podcast, feel free to do that through my socials, or you can do that by email at lifestylegbb at gmail.com. That's lifestyle, G as in gay, B as in black, B as in boy, at gmail.com. I will definitely read your emails. Um, I'm going to give you a curse word limit this week of 16 curse words. You can use 16 curse words that are geared towards me before I stop reading. I'll actually keep reading until I get to the 16th word. And then at that 16th word, girl, bye. I'm not reading anymore because now I just feel like you're reading me for filth and cursing me out and I can't really respond to you directly. <laughs> so let's get the show started today. Uh, today's show, first I want to talk about something that's very important still. Um, this has not changed from last week. There are still our trans brothers and sisters getting killed on the streets uh, and it's not stopping just from the last time that I did an episode two more black transgendered women were killed they were killed um, and thousands of people showed up to the protest for their deaths Raya Milton was 25 years old Dominique Remy Fells was 27 years old. Both of them were killed just for living their lives, for living in their truth. They were killed. They were murdered. Um, the stories have been reported now a little bit more in the mainstream media. Um, USA Today actually ran a story for both trans women who were killed and also CNN did that. Uh, their family and friends have said that Dominique was always smiling and that Raya was a joyful person. And that came from her sister. Um, the time has already been here. It's already been up that we can't allow this to keep happening, that people who are just living their lives, nobody deserves to be murdered. Let's just clear that up right now. But to see more transgendered black men and transgendered black women dying every day just because of who they are, it is unacceptable. <clears throat> I look at it and the reason why I bring that up is because yesterday the Supreme Court decided to have a ruling and their decision 
which was six to three. So six of the Supreme Court justices voted for protecting individuals' rights of employment and that they cannot be discriminated against because of their sexual identity, gender, or anything that falls along those lines. Now, Title VII is a part of the labor laws here in the United States that was meant to protect workers from discrimination, but it never implicitly said that sexuality, sexual identity, and gender were the factors that went into protection, especially when it comes to the queer community. So one individual that I can name off the top of my head, Amy Stevens, um, who passed away last month in May, she was fired from her job after she came out as a transgendered woman to her employer. Her employer felt that her employment there could not exist because she was a transgendered woman and it just was not going to be okay. So she was fired. Amy, along with a few other individuals, brought cases to the Supreme Court to dispute this, and rightfully so. Why should somebody be fired just because of who they are? It makes no sense whatsoever. So the Supreme Court ruled that it is now illegal for you to fire somebody based on their gender identity, sexual identity, which It sounds like a great thing, and it truly is a great thing to have this in place now, but it's sad that there was still a debate that everybody should be treated equally as far as their employment. You know, I looked at the Supreme Court justices who said no, who said that they would not vote for this, and it saddened me that one of the Supreme Court judges is Black, a Black man. And it is just crazy that Clarence Thomas is his name, um, and he's currently on the Supreme Court, the United States Supreme Court, voted against the measure to provide protection against discrimination of people in the workplace. You know, I don't know Clarence Thomas personally. I know that he was appointed by George H.W. Bush, Herbert Walker Bush, um, to the Supreme Court. And he does have conservative views. But as a black man, you already know what it is to be discriminated against. And you are the only black man on the Supreme Court as a justice that is there. You should already know the fact that you are and will continue to be discriminated against even though you hold this position. And I look at it as you voted no to protect a massive group of people from being discriminated against. I feel like I can't trust this individual now. Your life was based on discrimination. Your whole life is based on discrimination. Let that sink in. And it's scary that you think it's okay to not give these rights to other people. But when I look at it in society, there always has to be a group that is less than. So there's a group that can feel like they're better than. And that continues to happen. So I am happy that this ruling was passed. This is one step on the thousands of miles that we need to walk for us to be a fully free 
an equally beautiful com- a country. I almost said company because sometimes I think America's a company, which is even worse. But I am very happy to see that this decision was passed. This is going to provide protections for so many people in our country. And it's going to be a beautiful moment for all of us to know that we're living in a better world than it was yesterday. Now, with all that being said, let's get to the bullshit. Because there's a little bullshit that we have going on here and it has not stopped and it has not diminished. So if you follow the news, um, our current renter of the White House uh, gave a press briefing today. And it's Tuesday, June 16th, just in case you're wondering what the day is, because you may be listening to this in the year 2082 and it's definitely not June 16th. You may not have land probably the oceans have reclaimed things at that point. But if it hasn't, you know, still it'll be great. I, I'll i be 91 in that year. So, you know, maybe I'll be around too listening to it. But uh, the current renter of the White House, he gave a press conference and this was about signing an executive action to... Um, because I'm not going to say reform because it really doesn't sound like reform, but he calls it reform of the police department and how we police in the United States. Now, in the press conference, from what I saw, I didn't see a very comprehensive, detailed layout of what this executive order or executive action is that he's signing. It talks about, well, at least he talked about in the briefing of making this the best reform in the world ever. And that keeping the police is perfect because we need to keep the police around because without the police, there's anarchy and there's still policing that needs to be done. Now, I do agree that policing needs to be done. Um, I do agree that we cannot get rid of the police completely. It does not make any sense because the police do serve a vital function when they're truly doing their job of protecting the public as public servants. I do, however, support defunding the police. I support disbanding police departments and reforming them in the way that they should be. I do support reforming police policy and procedure. Because if you have one question about the police and why it's not equal and why it's not beneficial right now, The current policing system that we have in place was made to enforce Jim Crow segregation laws. If you're not familiar with Jim Crow laws, those were the laws that allowed people to say no blacks allowed. Black people enter from the back or only white people can drink from this pristine, beautiful water fountain while black people have to drink out of this rusted, dirty and never cleaned water fountain. That's just the beginning of Jim Crow. But our current policing system was meant to enforce the Jim Crow law system. And because of that, there is no way it can treat people of color, especially black people, fairly. What the briefing that uh, the renter of the White House had today left out and was very muted about is about the systematic racism of policing and the systematic racism that exists in our country. 
the fact that the arrest rate and the imprisonment rate of black people compared to their white counterparts is double and almost triple higher in many parts of our nation. And for anybody who says, well, that's because black people commit more crime and that's because black people are doing black on black crime. One, black on black crime is not a thing. That was a term created to completely distract the conversation earlier on in our history when we started talking about the policing system being unfair. For people who want to say that black people create more crime and that's why more black people are arrested and in jail and in prison, look at the exoneration rate of the black people who are arrested and imprisoned. We have the highest exoneration rate in the entire country as black people. On average, 50% more black people are exonerated, which means they are cleared of a crime that they have clearly not committed than their white counterparts. So you can find these numbers on your own and you can research these numbers. It's all researchable what I'm saying to you. How is it that black people commit more crime when we make up the smaller part of the population, but we make up the highest part of the prison population? And then on top of that, the black people who are in the prison population, we have the highest number of exonerations. And exoneration's even better than not guilty. This means they know you haven't done what you are accused of doing. Not guilty, you still went to court, it was ruled on by a jury of your peers, and they said, no, this person didn't do it. But an exoneration clearly, completely washes your name clean. That is why it's so important to have that exoneration. And just look at the rates. The numbers are out there. Look at our prison population. Look at prison surveys. Look at injustice surveys. There's so many things out there that completely debunk the rumor and the lie that black people just commit more crime. And that's why they're in prison. To you, uh, individual one, I'm still going to call you that because you do deserve to be in prison for the crimes that you have committed. You are the most tone-deaf person I think I've ever seen in my life. Uh, Calling you a racist is not enough. Uh, Calling you a xenophobe isn't enough. I don't think that there's a word in the English language that can explain just how much of a waste of space in life that you are. It's sad that there were people standing next to you nodding in agreement with what you were saying just because they don't want to be on your bad side. I hope that this movement continues. I'm going to keep doing my part to continue this movement because this is not nearly enough of anything to affect change. Uh, And while I get to that point, while the movement continues, if you are interested, August 28th of this year, 2020, There will be the March on Washington at 12 p.m. in Washington, D.C. at the Lincoln Memorial. I'm going. A bunch of people I know are going. I hope everybody who listens to this goes or does something to act out and do what you have to do. Because this doesn't stop. It doesn't stop until all of us can say that we are truly free and equal. 
Uh, another thing that I want to touch on, and this is another part of the news, Seattle, Seattle, Washington, I stand with you. So in Seattle, Washington, there is now an autonomous zone. Um, in this autonomous zone, if you're not familiar what's happening in Seattle, in Seattle, Washington, there is a police precinct that has been taken over by the protesters for Black Lives Matter, and they have shut down that complete that police station. All the police fled from the station and left. And now it has been boarded up and cornered off as a section of the city that is now run by the people, by the people, for the people. And they plan to turn this precinct that is no longer occupied by the police into a community center. But they're not giving up. They have a list of demands that are for the equality and change and reform of the police departments. To defund the police and take that money that we keep funneling to them, where they're using all this money to buy war-grade weapons and materials. I mean, police officers have tanks. There's no reason why a police station in the United States needs a tank. You don't need a tank. It's, there's no reason why. There is military-grade material that the police officers have that, one, they haven't had the full proper training on, but, two, every time we go out and protest and say, hey, you're going too far, what do they do? They bust out even worse material, like military-grade weapons, to quiet the voices. And so Seattle, Washington, and the residents there who have taken up this precinct in the autonomous zone, I support you. I stand with you. They are not violent. They are not hurting each other. They are not assaulting people. They are not killing people. They're not robbing. They're not looting. They're not rioting. They have simply said, we pay for this with our tax money, so we are taking it back. And now that we're taking it back, we're going to repurpose it to something that makes it beautiful and actually beneficial to the community, which I stand with them forever for. So I'm with you, Seattle, Washington. I hope that you continue to occupy this police precinct that used to be a precinct and make it into something beautiful for the community. Now, it's been great to go through just some of these few things that were in the news and see the changes that are happening because the people have the responsibility to make this country serve them. Our job is not to serve the country. The country is meant to serve us. It's the same thing with the law. The law does not protect us. We protect the law. The law is an amalgamation of all of our thoughts feelings and emotions and what we consider to be civil, ethical, and correct actions to be taken in our everyday lives in this country. We protect that law because it's all of our ideas and that's what it's supposed to be. Our ideas as a nation have clearly changed. Our ideas as a nation clearly need to be respected. The majority of this country are not racist. The majority of this country want us to be able to be that country that's so great. You know, we want to be the greatest country on earth, but it's clear that we're not. Very clear. The fact that we still have black men being murdered by the police. Richard, Richard Brooks murdered by the police. Breonna Taylor 
murdered by the police. We have the information that they were murdered. Richard, we have video of him being murdered. Brianna Taylor was asleep in bed and was murdered. And the police report that was created after her murder said that she was not even injured, even though she was shot eight times for a no-knock warrant for a suspect that the police already had in custody. If you're listening to this and maybe you're not a Black Lives Matter supporter, I hope just some of the things that I've said to you start to sink in. Do the research for yourself. I'm not going to just tell you that I'm right and you need to agree with me. I want you to do the research for yourself because you need to find the truth for yourself. We can keep shouting it and screaming at the top of our lungs, but somebody who becomes a true supporter of the movement has done the research and sees that the lies that they have been told have been just that, lies. With all that being said, and everything that's happening, to go back to Individual One's press conference, Your press conference is a perfect example of an analogy that I use all the time. The house is on fire. The roof is engulfed in flames. But you have opened your door and invited us in to have waffles. You want us to have waffles while the roof is on fire. And that's what your press conference is. Your press conference is going to pander to the people who say, oh, yeah, we can stop now because the president said he's going to reform the police. We can't stop. We still can't stop. A 75-year-old man was pushed to the ground, fractured the skull of this man, and the police were the ones who pushed him. A basic reform bill is not going to stop that. Police officers across the United States are starting to quit at higher rates. Police reform, again, is not going to stop that. The people who are quitting, not all of them, but a majority of the ones that I've seen, are quitting because they're upset that actions are now being taken against them for their improper policing. That's not a stand. That's not a protest. That is somebody who's saying, damn, I can't choke another nigger out. I'm out of here. The special forces team in Buffalo, 54 of them resigned. They didn't resign because they didn't agree with this old man being pushed to the ground and having his skull fractured. They quit because the officers who assaulted this man got in trouble for it. Their resignations are not for reform. Their resignations are saying, we don't want to be targeted from doing the same things that we've always been doing because we see that the good old boys club is now on fire. I'm going on a rant. Just let those things sink in because there's a lot to it. There's still so much more to go. 
we have one small victory. And that's the fact that you can no longer be fired legally for your sex, sexual identity, gender identity, and those other forms of discrimination. But now we still have another 450 years to destroy and unravel and dismantle before we can all truly be free. So what I'm going to do, y'all, we're going to take a little break here. I'm going to make a little drink and I will be back. All right, y'all, I am back um, a little hydrated and ready to finish this up. Last segment that we're going to talk about today um, is what I did last year and we're doing it again this year. I heard that a lot of you previously enjoyed it. So here we go. Father's Day is coming up this weekend. And on Father's Day, you know, what gift do you get your dad or the person you identify as dad for you? What do you get? What do you do? Father's Day is always super hard to shop for. Um, You know, on TV, we used to see in the past, oh, get dad some golf clubs. Well, at least in my family, my dad never went golfing. One, because it cost $3 million to get a golf membership. I mean, I'm exaggerating there. But then two, he just didn't see the fun in golfing. Um, My dad doesn't wear ties often. So, you know, the standard tie just never really worked out. I think I've maybe seen my dad wear a tie three times in my entire life. Um, I mean, and then there's also the other gifts out there that are just a little random. So, you know what? Let's just talk about it. So uh, the Huff Post posted some great ideas for Father's Day gifts. Um, the first idea that they have, it's called the Tiger King Gator Statue. If you're not familiar with Tiger King, Tiger King is a documentary slash entertainment piece posted um, on Netflix about Joe Exotic and his tiger uh, zoo project land that he had in Florida, I think is where it was. And he's a very iconic looking individual. But uh, what you can get your dad for Father's Day is a statue um, that looks like it's about four feet tall that is supposed to be Joe Exotic as an alligator dressed up in the same clothing he had in Tiger King, the documentary. Now, I don't know what you're going to do with this. Um, I don't know where you're going to put it in your home. I don't know what your dad's going to do with it. He certainly can't use it to work on the car. Um, he could put it on top of the car, maybe, and drive around with it. It even has a little guitar with it that says Joe Exotic on it. So, I mean, it could be his buddy to play in a band with or something. Very interesting gift. Um, I think that I am not going to buy this one. I'm just not a fan of it. But it looks Okay. another gift that is online that i saw it is called my perfect goatee and uh what this is it is a device that your dad can put in his mouth almost like a pacifier and the outside of it is made so it perfectly covers the area and line of where his goatee should be down to his chin for his beard and perfectly under his nose. Now, this thing looks like a Power Ranger morpher. Like, it looks like I should hold it in front of me and say, pterodactyl. Um, Or I feel like I should hold this thing up and transform like Sailor Moon and do like, moon, dad, power. 
It's a very interesting device that I'm looking at, but it's made so that when you take your razor blade, it completely protects your goatee area. So that way you can just shave without any worry. Now, um, I think this might be a good idea, maybe if your dad's visually impaired and still likes to shave, but has been having some trouble keeping it organized. But honestly, for every other person, I, I don't see the point of this one. Um, I have two eyes and I have a mirror. I can just look in a mirror and not apply the razor to that area of my face. Uh, you know, I, oh, it's actually called the goatee saver. <laughs> um, it's a very interesting device to look at because it, it just looks like a grown man with a pacifier in their mouth. But the pacifier is just this weird blocky thing that's covering half of their face. Um, you know, I could see this being used as maybe like a device by the wife to get her husband to shut up or the husband to get his husband to shut up or however you identify I don't see why we would get this. And the other thing, I don't know what kid would know to go buy this for their father because I doubt that a grown adult is going to buy this for another adult. If you do, and if you're a listener, please take a picture of yourself with it. I would personally love to see this device in action. And I could not find a video of it. The next uh, gift, and this one this tickles my fancy right here because this is just thoroughly disgusting. <laughs> it is called the Golf Club Urinal. And I'm just going to read the ad for you. When you got to go, you got to go, even when you're on the golf course. The Golf Club Urinal will allow your dad to take a swing at answering nature's call, even on the putting green. Even better, dad's playing partners will assume he's just getting his swing in check, not taking a leak in public. <laughs> and the picture for the ad, it's, it's three cisgendered, I'm going to say they look like white men, on a golf course. Two are in the background, like doing the dance, like they're about to piss on themselves. And then the dad who got the gift of the golf club urinal has a towel covering his dick and this weird, long, slightly bulbous um, shaft of the golf club in front of him. And he's supposed to just be looking down. And apparently these two men who are dancing around because they have to pee behind him have no idea that he is literally peeing inside of a golf club right now. Okay. Now, I have played golf in the past. Um, I went to a golf camp, and there's no way that this would not be obvious that you have just inserted your dick inside of the golf club. <laughs> like, there's no way for this not to be obvious. Uh, when you hold your golf club, you don't hold it at your dick. It just, it just doesn't work that way. Your dick is not helping you make the swing. Your balls are not helping you guide that pole to the tee. So it just looks weird. Um, if your dad uh, can't urinate without needing a golf club to urinate into, I'm going to suggest that we either go back to potty training 101 or maybe go to a doctor. This may be something that you need to get checked out. Um, you know, 
if that's like his trigger to pee is singing in a golf club, then I mean, good for him, but just keep the golf clubs in the bathroom and you'll be perfectly fine. Uh, there's tons of trees you could go behind and go pee. There is the go-kart that they have. You could drive up to the golf club house because I'm pretty sure there's one and go pee in there. But my conundrum here. So you pee inside of the golf club. And now you still haven't gotten rid of the pee because the pee doesn't come out the end of the golf club onto the golf course. It stays inside of this urinal adapter or attachment on the clubs. So now you're carrying around a golf club full of urine that you're going to be swinging all over the place. That is just nasty. Um, Just think about that. You go up and you tee up and you're about to shout four for when you hit your ball. And then as the club swings around, just the stream of piss comes out the end of it. Either hits you in the face or all the other people who are golfing. And that's all that's spread over the place. Now the golf game has officially been ruined because I don't know if you have any pathogens in your urine. I don't know what your urine has been used for. I don't know what created your urine. You could be eating small uh, rabbits. And I mean, rabbits are delicious and tasty, but maybe you're like maliciously eating rabbits. Now I have your rabbit murderer pee on me. What the fuck do we do? (laughs) So this is a... This is an interesting, interesting gift. Uh, And then now I want to know, so this urinal, is this just an attachment and you insert your other clubs into the pee when you're ready? Um, How do you empty it? How do you wash it? And do you really want to be lugging around a club full of pee, like a golf club of pee? That just seems so weird. And what would surprise me is if nobody calls you out on what kind of fucking golf club you have. Because this thing does not look like a standard regulation golf club. It's just huge. All right. We're going to the next gift, y'all. The next gift that we have here, which I don't know why this is considered a Father's Day gift, but we're just going to go with it. Because, you know, your dad can make corny dad jokes. A sriracha shirt and hat. So if you've seen a sriracha bottle, it has this very um, distinctive green cap that twists open. And then the bottle itself is red because of the sriracha sauce inside. And there's a rooster on front as their logo. As a Father's Day gift from Yandy.com, you can get your dad the shirt and then also the hat that goes with the shirt. So he can walk around looking like a human sriracha sauce bottle. Now, I get uh, why we're equating dad with sauce um, because it's sauce that created the baby. (laughs) Let's just talk about it. Dad's shooting the sauce. So, you know, he's creating the baby. I don't understand how this is a Father's Day gift because none of it screams like specifically Father's Day. I do, however, want the sriracha sauce shirt because I love sriracha sauce. Um, But if you go to Yandy.com, you'll notice a lot more interesting things that dad would prefer to see. Quite honestly, if your dad is into getting some, just screenshot some pictures from the website and send those to dad. He'll appreciate that so much more than the sriracha's t-shirt and hat. 
The next one that I saw, and this one was actually sent to me, um, and this is an octopus on a goose egg sculpture as a Father's Day gift. Now, I'm not going to lie to you. This thing is actually very interesting, and I want it, um, but it doesn't scream Father's Day to me. What it is, it's a statue that's on a pedestal, and it's a golden octopus with a, a headband wrapped around the top of its head. I typically seen the calligraphy of this on the headband on Japanese su- sushi chef uh, headbands is what it really looks like to me. Um, don't quote me on it because I don't know how to read the calligraphy that's there. But it is a golden octopus with the headband on on top of a gigantic goose egg. And it looks super cute. Now, I don't know why we would give this to dad on Father's Day. Um, there's no practical use for it. Um... You know, sometimes dad has a study, so that could be it. Um, Dada is a form of art. Uh, So Dadaism is when art can be very avant-garde, and this does look very avant-garde. So maybe they relate it to Father's Day because it's Dada, which is D-A-D-A, so it's close to dad. Um, It's very interesting. It is very interesting sculpture. If anybody does want to purchase this for me, I'm not a father, but I would actually have this displayed in my home. Our next one. uh, This is called the Fuck COVID Beer. And quite simply, the actually advertisement for it, and it comes from beer, which is spelled B-I-E-R-M-I dot com. Um, Just the the advertisement for it says, this is a sentiment your dad has probably expressed many times over a cold beer. And now it's its own cold beer. Um, And it just is a beer can that says, fuck COVID. Um, There's Hazy Pale, which is an ale. And then there's a Pilsner that is called Hordgers. Hordgers, I think is how it's pronounced. Um, It looks cool. You know, dads and beer have always been associated together. Uh, you know, beer and eggs, or, you know, maybe dad's making breakfast and he's got a beer in his hand while he's cooking breakfast. Or maybe your dad just, maybe you had your first beer with your dad. Beer and dad kind of just goes together. So I understand this gift. Here for it. Um, now we have another item from com called the Bear Onesie. Um, huh, um it's a onesie. That's supposed to look like a bear, but the way this onesie looks, this bear either has rabies, uh, has either been to a barber recently and got the worst bear haircut ever, or the creators at Yandy.com have just never seen a bear in their life. Uh, They'd even Google a bear because this thing does not look like a bear. Um, One of the ears looks like a unicorn horn. Um... There's only fur on the shoulders, and the rest of it kind of looks like this weird burlap sack with a poof ball tail at the end, but it actually looks like a piece of bear shit that's just stuck to the costume. I don't understand this one. Um, Yandy, just stick to doing sexy Halloween costumes. That's cute. I'm just going to leave it there. Um, <laughs> I don't get it. The next one on the list, this comes from KenningtonLA.com. And this is probably for the dad who's very in touch with his 
um, sexual side, which is why I don't advise a child or children of the dad to give them this gift. But it's called the orgy shirt. We're going to just read uh, the little snippet for it. It's called, If your dad seems preoccupied with the coming of the next sexual revolution, this orgy shirt is perfect for him. From far away, it looks like an ordinary pattern shirt. But up close, it's a <coughs> conversation piece. <laughs> now... I'm going to be honest, from far away, when I first looked at the t-shirt, it just looks like this really cool black and white design, almost like a penciled in design on the shirt. There's no way you would be able to tell that this shows multiple human bodies in different positions of uh, coitus and fellatio, analingus. Those are all the, you know, PG terms for they getting it on. They are fucking on this shirt, like balls deep in each other on top of each other on this shirt. Uh, it displays tons of naked individuals, men and women, and I'm hoping also non-binary and transgendered people on the shirt as well, but the representation isn't that clear because it really just looks like a hand-drawn shirt. Um, but they're all having sex. Uh, it's an interesting shirt. I don't know if I consider it again a Father's Day gift, Um I don't know. It's, it's a different one. It's different and you got to check it out. Uh, so here's another one. Uh, this is a sign and this comes from men, menkind, oh, menkind.co.uk. So it is a British company that is selling this product and it is a sign. It looks like a uh, slippery when wet sign on the floor uh, and it says... Caution, deeply satisfying poo in progress. So, you know, dads are also, again, associated with shit. Um, you know, if you've seen any of the Friday movies, dad, Craig's dad, is always in the bathroom taking a shit, feeling five pounds lighter after the shit. Probably one of the most iconic moments in the movie. Um, you know, don't nobody go in there for about, uh, I think it was five, six, seven hours. Um it's, a, it's an interesting sign. I could definitely see this as a Father's Day gift. I would give this to my dad as like a joke gift because it's actually really cool looking. So if you're interested in making fun of how your dad takes a shit, send him that one. Uh, another one that's another dad gift. This one is more for the peeing dad. And this one, no, it is not a portable urinal. Um, this one is my dad is number one urinal screen. Now... It is literally a urinal screen. And if you're not familiar with how urinals look or what they do, a urinal screen, it looks like this little mouse pad, honestly, that you put in the bottom of the urinal that covers the drain. So that way it doesn't get clogged up with hair, pubic hair, or any other item that can be put in the urinal. Um, a urinal, if you're, again, not familiar with a urinal, it's really only meant for urination. It's not meant for any solid... Uh, waste products to go into because it doesn't flush. It just really just drains and then rinses with water when you flush it. Uh, so this urinal pad, it says number one dad. It says my dad is always number one. Um, of course, because you know you're taking a piss, so you're going to number one. And you put it in a urinal. It's a great gift, but I don't know how many families have urinals in their house. 
Because the only place I would be able to use this is at some random bar, and I'm going to toss it in the urinal and put it down as the screen. But you can't take that out and take it with you. That's nasty. Hundreds, not maybe even thousands of people have peed in that urinal, and their pee residue is still there because who knows how clean that urinal is. So this is like a one-time gift, or maybe if you're a bar and you want to celebrate Father's Day, throw this in there in your urinal and it could be good. But I definitely don't see this as a gift for the home. I have never uh, had a urinal in any house I've ever lived in. Uh, so <laughs> I don't get it. But um, we're going to go into the last two gifts that I think are very good and I think are the perfect Father's Day gifts. So if your dad's into the devil's lettuce, maybe he likes a little bit of the reefer. Uh, maybe he likes the green thunder, the bud. This gift may be good for him. It's called the Canagar and it comes from purplerosesupply.com. The Canagar is going to be the best gift for somebody you know who likes smoking. The, can the Canagar is an actual cigar device that you can put your bud or your weed into and smoke for hours using this one blunt. And it literally looks like a cigar with almost like one of the wood tip blacks, uh, wood tip ends that comes from a black and mild on it. You load the weed or whatever plant material you're smoking into the cigar and then you smoke it, and it's supposed to last for hours. That sounds amazing, but I'm going to tell you that there's definitely something when it comes to uh, loading that thing, you're going to use a lot of weed. It looks like at least a half could fit in that one cigar by itself. But if your dad's a smoker and he may love it, get him this gift. It does look pretty cool. And every time you see like the stereotypical dad moment, a cigar or a bourbon is intact somewhere. Uh, the last gift that I want to talk about, this is called the Turkey Bong. And this comes from dailyhighclub.com. And it's a bong that looks just like a turkey. Uh, literally looks just like a turkey. There's no other way that I can describe it. It looks like a roast turkey. And at the top of it is the stem and the bowl where the weed actually goes into and you smoke through one of the turkey bone legs as the bong. Uh, pretty straightforward, but if your dad loves pot, why not get it? Um, dads are always associated with the turkey cutting at Thanksgiving and Christmas, so I can definitely see why this is a dad or Father's Day gift. I think it's super fucking cute, and I would get it myself. So that's just some of the gifts uh, that I wanted to look at. For Father's Day, thank you for everybody who sent them in to me. Um, and then, you know, some of the ones that I just found on my own. They are very, very, very interesting. If you find any weird or just abstract Father's Day gifts, send them to me. We'll definitely talk about it. Y'all loved it last year and I hope you love my review of them this year. Uh, so guys, this is going to be the end of this. Thank you for listening today. I truly appreciate it. If you enjoy the podcast, please make sure to give me a rating on whatever podcast platform you're listening on. Share and write a review with your friends, family, strangers, COVID partners, quarantine buddies, hookup buddies, maybe your fuck buddy. Maybe as they're sticking whatever inside of you that you enjoy having inside of you, you say lifestyle of a gay black boy. 
That'll spark some interest right there. (laughs) Thank you for listening, y'all. Have a great week and I'll talk to you next week.